can see, I can see my line move. My line's moving. So much for Trevor not being loud. Well, now that I'm using the correct microphone. Sorry, I'll back up, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's that's better. Now, see, I told you guys I had it right the first time. Uh, I did because I was using the wrong microphone. But yeah, You sound way better. So All right, cool. Welcome to episode 41, said with real confidence this time. That's right. Of Off the Crossbar, a Real Salt Lake podcast. On Ta-da. the RSL Soapbox Network. Yeah, oh, we should uh, uh, look at the outline. I don't know what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about Real Salt Lake. <laughs> Ooh, Portland just scored again. Sorry, I've got Rivals Portland playing on the screen next to me, but... Um, oh, and the Timbers Army appears to be there. I wonder what their capacity is, but uh, they are beating CD Meraton pretty badly right now. It's 5 well, 2 on aggregate. Whatever their capacity is, uh, got to be safer than going to a grocery store. So, totally fine. <laughs> Must be. That's the standard. Oh, delightful goal from Diego Valeri. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello. How, hello. How are you guys doing? I noticed after social hour on our outline, it says Trevor dies on pod. Well, <laughs> I'm curious we put if that that's in like there. a plan or if we're no, gonna talk that was about on there 40 minutes before. ago when we hopped on and you were like appearing Dying? to be choking okay. to death. So uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we're, not, we're not doing a snuff podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. What's uh, what's what's going on? What's new, uh, Matt? What's new with you? Oh, cool. Let's start with uh, Matt. Um, I got the second dose of the vaccine. Nice. I laid in bed and uh, I read X Men comics all day. That's right. Um, actually, not not so much Saturday, which was the first like full day after the vaccine. Um, I actually was like super sore and achy and felt all those symptoms but uh you know now i i I feel pretty good and nice just happy to have it out of the way me too and uh brings me one step closer to uh watching our beloved real salt lake lose in person i know the timing is lining up beautifully for an in-person loss yeah what's uh any any new media consumption other than uh x-men not especially. Okay. Uh, we've been pa- playing Pandemic Legacy with uh, with some friends, Season Zero, and it's been it's been really good. Uh, and it's been nice to play board games with like fellow vaccinated people. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird sensation after a year of solitude. <laughs> not not quite one hundred years, but uh, oh, and uh, Kyle, I do have good news for you. I would love some uh, good news for me. It should be early next week, I believe, that our uh, nerds clusters come in. Yes. So yes. It, it was really saying like late May. Uh, so it the, the timeline really came up. up. Yeah. yeah. So I like anytime I'm at the Smiths um, by my apartment when I just am like getting groceries or something, I always wander into the candy aisle just to see if they've restocked and they never have them. There's just this empty container thing that says nerds clusters and it's just always empty they did however have skittles gummies which are a new new yummy treat they're really good i really like them a lot they're very Mm. uh, very tasty they have Mm. both the original and the wild berry packages so just mimics the other skittles and uh they're yum they just they taste they're like (laughs) skittles flavored lifesavers kind of okay um that's like the gummy type the How gummy do they compare to like a good Japanese gummy? I don't. You might get mad at me, but I don't know if I've had a good Japanese gummy. Have you had like many Japanese gummies at all? Or are you saying they're all bad? I don't think I've had any other than like mm. high chews, but those don't count. No, um, no, those are like way too chewy. They're not a gummy. Yeah, they're not gummy. Oh, okay, that's that's I was gonna say like no, the high only... chews are like definitely Asian ish. No. Yeah, no, they're Japanese, I'm pretty sure. But they're like, um, yeah, that's like the only Japanese candy I've had. Do I, I would love some recommendations on Japanese gummies because apparently I'm missing out on a whole lot. I forget all the names, but uh, I've got some uh, like home game, we're there together. Okay. I've got some mango gummies upstairs that are, I think, Japanese. I got them from the Asian market. So, and I haven't looked at it to see exactly where they're from, but they're really good. Okay. I dig them. Okay. 
I would recommend them. Wow. All right. I like the Steve Clark has a lot of tattoos. I didn't, for some reason, didn't oh, yeah, know that got, in my head. And some of them, I'm trying to remember what, I know he's got the full sleeve that's mostly visible. Both of his feel arms like looked or, pretty. One or two of them are pretty cool tattoos. Yeah, it looked, yeah, he looks, uh, he looks but nice But then out the there. rest of them all look very much like soccer player sleeve tattoos which yeah. is not great usually not not great trevor what's going on with you what's new uh in trevor world i also got the second shot of the vaccine nice but i managed to do it without any awful symptoms afterwards i was fine i had like a slightly sore arm the next day but not like inhibitively sore at all right and, and that, that was it. it that was it no dude that's exactly what i had too well, i had and I don't know if this is based on the vaccine, but I was in a kind of particularly lazy slash grumpy mood the next day. But like mood, it wasn't like I was sick or, or anything like that. I just didn't want to do anything. I had no motivation. <laughs> we had like plans to go on a hike and plans to like go get picnic stuff from the store and then go have a picnic with me and my daughter Sunday night. And we just didn't like I just told her I was like, I'm not in the mood. I really don't want to do any of that. So we're going to order a pizza and that's what we did. <laughs> I don't I mean, know if that's like, just like a lack of energy vibes. is a common symptom, right? Yeah. yeah like, no. But I mean, that's the thing. Like I usually lack of energy is like lethargy and I've been lethargic from stuff and it wasn't that I just lost all motivation. I don't know if I'm going to blame that on the vaccine, but Trevor, it sounds kind of like lethargy to me. That eh, could have been. okay so portland again they're winning 5-2 on aggregate and they've missed like just a bunch of sitters and they just missed another one incredibly badly and they're all everyone in the whole stadium is acting like they just like lost the game like it's tied and that they just blew like an insane chance but they uh i mean they're clearly gonna win this but anyway um yeah that sounds like some vax type symptoms i just yeah i just kind of chilled and that was it and i never had I felt kind of felt kind of tired for a sec, but that was literally it. And I feel very lucky and slightly, slightly guilty that I had uh, like zero, um, you know, symptoms. I wouldn't feel guilty. It kind of rules not having very many symptoms. Yeah, Jimmy was that way. She had very few symptoms and I had uh, what people call the man flu, which (laughs) is when you feel any sickness and you are dead to the world. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how I get when I'm every anytime I'm sick, I just whine about it the whole time. And it's really fun. Yeah. I, that makes me think of how like um you know, like they were experimenting, like they they did some trials with like male birth control at certain points. <laughs> yeah. Um but they canceled them because of like <laughs> like mild side effects. And the reason I've been thinking a lot about that today is because the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is currently on hold because, um, or it's currently paused as far as distribution goes, because six women out of like 6.8 million doses, uh, six women had blood clots that were easily treatable, but, um, they're pausing it over those six blood clots and I, and like a lot of the girls that I've spoken to about this, like uh, co- I had a, a coworker and she was like, man, wait till people find out about the side effects of birth control because it's uh, <laughs> like her. It's just like if you watch a commercial, if you're just like watching TV and you see how many medication commercials there are and all, they list off the, the potential side effects, it's like, anyway, it's just funny to me. I just... There's been a lot of like irresponsible media about this today. Yeah. It's there was just, uh, uh, when AstraZeneca had that same issue in uh-huh. Europe. I remember listening to NPR and they had some doctor on and I don't remember who it was or what. It wasn't like a famous doctor. It was just a doctor that studies vaccines. Um, but anyway, they were basically like these people did develop blood clots shortly after getting the vaccine. Yes, but also based on the number of people that have received this vaccine and the number of people that have had blood clots, like it's actually statistically less than just like a general population of people that develop blood clots. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like a concern just because it's a new treatment, but it really shouldn't be a concern because sometimes people develop blood clots. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's interesting. It's very hard to show six, that it six was million. Six based on the vaccine. Six point eight million is crazy. Like women who take birth control, it's like one in one thousand developing blood clots wow. because of birth control. Anyway, Wild. it's just uh, <laughs> I know, and I, and yeah. Anyway, I just have been thinking a lot today about the man flu and like, um what women have to put up with when it comes to a lot of medication that they're expected to take. But anyway. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I'll take, I'll take a weekend of man flu over, uh, you know, COVID-19. And That's right. And like the, the complications of COVID. I was like also reading about, I, I, um, I think Trent shared it in the Slack, but he was talking about, um, he, he, or actually I think it was miles that shared the link. Uh, but it was about, uh, like all the organ failures that that are like a, a new category of organ transplants that are happening because COVID has killed a bunch of people's organs. It's just yeah, yeah it's crazy. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm very I'm also very happy to be secondly vaccinated. Even if I would have had symptoms, I would have felt the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I over the weekend, me and some other vaccinated friends, uh, Carly and I went with them. Um, there were seven of us. We went and uh, got a place up at Sundance for the weekend and just had a lovely just weekend getaway up there. And uh, it was just delightful. Nice, like super early spring, late winter conditions, but it was warm and uh, this really pretty Airbnb like on the stream and it's pretty cheap split seven ways. So yeah, it was, uh, that was super nice. Big fan of, of that. And it also felt really weird and good to be like, um, just incredibly comfortable around other people. It was, yeah. it was nice. Um, and so I, that's up Provo Canyon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Up Pro. There's so many cool places to stay up there. I don't know what yeah. it is about like Sundance in particular. I, I mean, I like how it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't love park city because of kind of what it's turned into, but like Sundance has just a good vibe up there still. If you're just planning on like just doing like nature stuff or hanging in a house with people and stuff, it's, it's, it's a good spot. Um, so yeah, I did that. What else has been going on? Uh, it's got one of my favorite hikes just above Sundance. Ooh, which hike to, is that? It's the Stuart Falls hike. It's a pretty That's popular a one. Hike. Mm -hmm. Like most people have been on it, but it's a very nice, very easy hike with a lovely waterfall at the end. It is. And like super pretty views of the mountains up there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's American Fork Canyon and then the the road to Provo Canyon, just that whole the Alpine Loop is what I'm talking about, I guess. Yeah, just just a great road. Um, so yeah, did that. Uh, watched. Uh, oh, Portland just scored again. Sorry, Jimmy Chara has his uh, second of the game. That Could, would be should, no, that would be his third of the game. Third? Oh, yeah, he scored the first two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he's got a hat trick. He honestly should have like four goals. <laughs> he missed. He missed an easy one, but yeah. Um, Good for what Portland. You, what would you say is the XG of Portland? Oh my goodness. Let's see. XG, they're pumping like they should be at like seven XG by now. <laughs> seven point five XG. Um, yeah. So I watched this show. Carly and I watched this show called Um I Am the Night, which is like has has Chris Pine in it, and it's about um it's about George Hodel who is this like um, gynecologist in uh, LA in the, is that the seventies, I suppose. Um, and how he was likely the black doll. He committed the black Dahlia murder. Um, oh. And, and so it's like a fictitious dramatization, I guess, um, based on this family, like there were, there are real elements of the story. Like George Hodel had this like secret grandchild that was maybe his also like daughter potentially. And his daughter, um, was had at one point tried to like, you know, like, uh, during his criminal trial, she testified against him and his daughter was written off as like crazy and stuff. Anyway, it's a really interesting story, really interesting show. It's on Hulu, but there's a lot of things that really bugged me about it. But one thing being in particular is that I think 
for some reason, like the main character, this girl, she is, um, she grows, she's, she's, she looks white, but she was adopted by a black woman and grew up and uh, lived her whole life in Sparks, Nevada, in Reno, essentially. Oof. Um, uh, well, yeah. Um, but also, um, it's close to Tahoe though, Trevor. So no, it is, but I've got, um, family that used to live in sparks we had to go visit them and i love that group of my family but sparks sucks, yeah it, it isn't great it, it's not great um i'm glad uh my brother was born in carson city and we moved here when after he was pretty young so but yeah brief brief time we spent in reno uh but anyway like this thing that hollywood producers sometimes do and i don't know who's in charge of this is that like for like characters that aren't from uh, either coasts, they just like assign a Southern drawl to people, I guess, and the Midwest. There's like the stereotypical Midwest accent. And then it's just like rural Nevada people do not have a Southern accent, but they like insisted that this girl have a Southern accent the entire movie. Weird. And I don't know if it was because the mom was is from the South. I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure what was going on, but she like grew up in... I mean, just having a mom from the South doesn't give you an incredibly strong Southern drawl if you've grown up in Nevada. So anyway, I couldn't, it was really hard for me to get over that the entire show. Um, Accent was really annoying, but because I mean, it's not her real accent. But anyway, good show. Interesting subject matter. Um, But yeah, other than that, it's just been uh, wishing it were warm or but oh also i was going to mention um so the rsl show had a pickup soccer game on last saturday i didn't go but i need to go to the next one so i can and if you guys would like to go too we need to represent our contingent there so we need to to try to get my daughter to go and historically that has been a struggle okay so if to any soccer related anything (laughs) If if Matt and I are both there, then um, oh wait, maybe it was on Sunday that they did. It. I can't remember. It is, it yeah. It's on Sunday, and sorry, I just listened to their episode, so they explained why it's on Sunday. Because I guess a bunch of people are upset that it's not on Saturday because they don't want to go play soccer on Sunday. I guess, but yeah, basically, like it's the soccer season. Everybody's kids are playing soccer Saturday mornings. There's yeah, no fields can't. open, and even if the fields were open everybody's going doing something else somewhere else so mm-hmm. it's sunday yeah there's some some nice sunday morning footy with the boys um anyway but i want to go to that but now i was also thinking about soccer because i um i'm on a soccer podcast well that but i was thinking <laughs> about uh, other stuff i've been doing and i was telling matt that i have a package that I might be getting shipped to me after I move out of this apartment at the end of the month. And I'm not quite sure about that, but that package, one of the things I'm looking for in particular, um, I'm famous, I'm famously really into sneakers and I also really appreciate soccer cleats as well. I just don't have a lot of practical use for them, but I've been trying to find these like, uh, certain like Adidas soccer cleats and they're like, certain versions of the predator have been like completely um some have been remade and even the remakes are like incredibly hard to get so i got like some directly from china and i'm gonna wear them and play in them and see how they (laughs) they hold up if they don't kill me or not but i really hope i get those soon because i don't want to deal with them getting shipped to me potentially uh after i've moved but hey um that's that's it for me socially I'll come play soccer with you, Kyle. I would love if we went and played with uh, the RSL show guys. If they're yeah. doing that next weekend, I don't know if that's an every weekend thing that they're doing, but yeah, if it's next weekend, I'll I'll see you there. If it's in two weekends, I will be in sunny Arizona. <laughs> that sounds, oh, that sounds delightful. What, wait, what well, part of Arizona? Uh, Jenny's mom lives in Mesa, so that's Mesa. Right. Okay, and it's gonna be like 180 degrees already, and perfect. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Oh. It'll be too hot. It'll be, I'm going to complain about the weather for the next nine months. And then I'll complain for the, for nine months after that. So. Perfect. Enjoy. Should we talk RSL? Yeah, let's, uh, give the people what they want as it were. Oh man. Uh, Kyle, I think you added this first news item. I did. Why don't you talk about the latest addition to the rafters? 
<laughs> yep. So I know there's been a lot of complaints about this club over the last few years. Like, oh, this club doesn't compete for trophies anymore. This club isn't in, you know, CONCACAF Champions League anymore. This club isn't a, a contender. Well, I've got some great news is that we have won the um, Arizona Tucson Invitational um, for the Cure Cup that took place in Tucson and RSL won it and they clinched that title and cup win with a 1-0 loss to the LA Galaxy um, and we we took it home we took home the cup and I did not watch this game so I need you two to tell me about this game because I was at Sundance yeah you made a good oh. choice there um, this game was Trevor what's the best word for it boring bad I didn't uh, think it was. Lackluster. I think a lot of people really thought it was bad, and I think if you view it in the scope of like this game is a regular season game that means something, yeah, it was a bad game. But if it's just yeah. like the final preseason tune-up of a team that barely played last year and is getting ready to play this year with a several new components, it was fine. It was okay. Individually, so I, a lot of the players were good, but as a team, yeah. the team was bad. Yeah, I I don't even mind that RSL was bad, particularly because I've you know we've come to expect not great preseasons, right? Yeah. Um, we did have a really good preseason game against Colorado, which heightened my expectations somewhat. I think my problem was just that the soccer was just genuinely kind of boring. Yeah, just like maybe it, it was the vaccine talking. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was genuinely like it wasn't an exciting game. Um, like I said, the, the excitement in the game that there was, was just individual players doing individual things that were good. Andrew Brody was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Ooh, that's true. Brody was a lot of fun to watch. Who else was fun? There's yeah, a couple, so what's couple the... players that like did fun things, but w once they tried to convert that into like a pass or a cross or like a team movement, like it just... It wasn't really kind of fell apart, right? Yeah. So, um, Andrew Brody was he? He's playing right back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Was Ashton Morgan playing left back? Or did Donnie Toya played. get a run? No, the Don Toya. Yeah, I don't think Morgan played even a minute in that game. I'm really bummed because I'm I'm honestly on the uh, Ashton Morgan. Maybe should be playing over Donnie Toya. I mean, I, again, this is coming from me watching like 30 minutes of reserve gameplay but i am <laughs> yeah i am very i'm on the uh i'm on this train i think i really uh yeah, i liked part, what i saw part of me wonders if uh ashton morgan would be a better choice with aaron herrera who is a better defensive player than than andrew brody mm -hmm. and i wonder if we need one of our fullbacks to play a little more defensively yeah um, and i wonder if that's an intentional thing or if it's just these are the players who are fit and who happen to be first choice. And I've always, I don't know, uh, like some coaches, you you know, they're taking a tactical approach to the lineup, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very clear. And obviously others are more inclined to just put the players they feel the best about it any given moment in the lineup. And I don't know what Freddie Juarez is of those two. I think he might be more of the latter mm -hmm. uh, who thinks he's the former. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't. Oh, this is going to turn into roast Freddy hour. Um, I don't think Freddy is established either way. Like, I don't think Freddy has or has shown that he like knows which players he wants to pick. And, and he has like a strategy for selecting players because it seems like in yeah, it seems like sometimes he has like favorites or he'll play the same players consistently and then for whatever reason just doesn't play players. And like look at it, like Justin Glad as an example. It seemed like his strategy was to rotate center backs. And even though that was detrimental to the team several times, obviously, he never changed it. And so it seemed like he had a strategy that wasn't very good and it didn't really work. He didn't really adjust it. But when you go to like other parts of the field, 
there were some players that were like steady at that position. And then there were some positions where it was just a constant rotation. And in that rotation, there were some players that played several games in a row and then sat out several games in a row. And it wasn't like obvious, like poor form or anything like that, that seemed to dictate any of the changes that he made. So I to answer the question, I think he probably picks the players that he thinks are best on the day. But that keeps like a general rotational scheme. Yeah, kind of. But like I, I said, like there, there's nothing like that is established as an understood rotational scheme, if, if that makes yeah. sense. And I, I wonder how much of this is going to change with uh, a totally new coaching staff underneath him, because it is it's totally revamped, uh, which is not what we expected. Right. Um at the end of last year, we expected a couple of people to leave and a couple of people to stay, but it turns out I think everybody ended up leaving, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Trevor, your cat wants some attention, by the way. No, he just <laughs> jumped up on the bed. He's fine. Cute. You okay, bud? Yeah, yeah. that's a cute cat. I honestly don't know. Okay, um, yeah. Portland scored again and that was ended <laughs> five zero in this <laughs> game. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious to see what happens. I, I don't the consensus with the league media as well is that Freddie is not a good coach. Yeah. So um he's got a lot to a lot to prove. That was the next honest. thing I was gonna bring yeah. up was Doyle and Weeby wasn't we're talking I think so. today and basically like I think it was Weeby put out his like power rankings and RSL was at the very bottom. And mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It was basically, just like yeah, like it was fair, and he was basically saying like Freddie's not a good coach. They didn't massively improve the roster. Like yeah, they're not a good team. There's no reason to think that they're not a last place team. So I do think that with a new <laughs> like coaching staff, that it means we're kind of. I don't want to do this, but I kind of feel like we're starting over on Freddie like in judging him as a coach but yeah historically he hasn't really shown anything that is very encouraging i mean we kind of are because we are starting over because last year was last year um and his beginning of his tenure was after i mean the new coach bump um I, i don't know what you can really chalk i mean you can chalk that up to a few different things but um yeah, so it does kind of feel like we're back to. I, I honestly have no idea what he can get out of this team, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not in super optimistic, I, but I'm not as pessimistic as last place in the league, though, to be honest. But hey, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would I mean, be well, funny was, if we were second to last place and the last was Colorado, but the, as long as we finish above them. Yep. Yeah. Who was last place in the league last year? Was it Cincinnati? There's no way we're worse than Cincinnati, right? That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you look at the worst team in the league the last two or three years, I don't think we're that bad. No. We're not, so a, I, we're not a dumpster fire. No, but I think people look at the ownership situation. And yeah. we'll get to that again. You know, repeat yeah. some things in a minute. Uh, but you look at the ownership situation from an outside perspective, especially – it's easy to be pessimistic in a league like MLS where yeah. a designated player changes your team in not insignificant ways. And maybe we can prove, you know, that that's not necessarily needed to be middling and not terrible. Um, but I think that's kind of our ceiling right now is middling. <laughs> middling is, and terrible. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, we're going to be somewhere between there, I think. <laughs> okay. Oh, whoops. Yeah, somewhere between middling and terrible. I think that's the perfect perfect spot for us. I'm, I'm, I don't know how much the ownership thing is going to hurt us this season. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I don't think we're looking at a team that would be any different than, um, you know, what it would be with Deloitte Hansen. I mean, he is... Uh, for all intents and purposes, still in charge. So, um, you know, it just kind of is what it is this season, I guess. But hey, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm the fact that we've even brought any players in is, and if we're not just running a monarch squad, is uh, more than I originally would have expected. So, yeah, fair enough. 
we're, Which we're, uh, does that bring us to our next item? We're still kind of running a monarch squad. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's like half monarchs. Yeah, we, we had a lot of signings that were monarchs players. Anyway, what is the next it's item true. on the thing? It's uh, <laughs> maybe Ryan Smith will buy us part 10. Um, so another <laughs> yeah, report from The right. Athletic today. Uh, Ryan Smith is still interested in buying Ray Salt Lake. Um, and that's really about it. That's all we know. So well, I think he's not ruled it out. So yeah, it's it's important to note. Um, was oh geez, now I'm gonna feel like an idiot. I think this was also said in the athletic article, and maybe it was somebody else on Twitter. I don't remember. But anyway, there is like no rush for Ryan Smith if he's still interested to buy the team. Like there's yeah. no incentive for him to buy it. There's now. no upside. To, yeah. Yeah. No. To following a season where the team probably lost a lot of money where the team is not going to be very good this year. It makes more sense for Ryan Smith to let Deloitte keep pumping money into it as the team loses value instead of buying it now and then trying to have to build a profitable organization from the bottom again. He'd rather build a profitable organization from the bottom with a much lower price tag, which he'll probably get at the end of the season. Fair. Yeah. So, so the, the quote from Garber was that um, also, I think this came a couple of days ago where he, or maybe that was yesterday. I don't know what day that was. I don't know what today is where he said, like, we would hope to have something by the end of the year, um, which feels like a long uh, time, but it's it's like April now at this point. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but by the end of the year is still the end of the MLS season, which is I know. the longest thing on the planet. That's right. True. Second only to an actual year. Oh, man. You guys, you know when you bite the inside of your cheek? And mm -hmm. uh, I always like, it's a, I get a canker every single time I like bite yep. my cheek bad. I'm, 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 in the, I'm in like day three of the battle oh. of this and it's just like, oh, it's killing me. You anyway, just keep biting it because it's swollen a little bit. Yeah, like just yep. ever so slightly. Just, just the worst. But hey, I would still be appreciative of Ryan. I mean... I kind of still feel like it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Like seeing what he's done with the jazz, like aside from obviously like max contracts for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, which seemed kind of like just a given, right. With any new owner. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I know enough about basketball to get myself in trouble and that's about it. Um, but looking at you know some of the scholarship things he's done, a lot of the charitable work he's done uh, in relation to owning the Jazz, like gives me hope um, because Deloy had the RSL Foundation that he used to you know prop things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, uh, it it wasn't exciting, right? There's nothing exciting about getting another tax write off for building a, a futsal court, which sure those are good things, but. Uh, I don't want to pretend that his reasons were uh, entirely noble. Altruistic, yeah. Yeah, and and certainly no billionaire is going to be like actually all, you know altruistic in a meaningful way until they're very old. But I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Ryan Smith will um, be the exception to what we have what we saw from somebody like Deloy Hansen, what we see from most owners in this league. So let me ask you guys a question. Kyle knows this. I don't know if you know this, Matt. Every time the Jazz win a game, uh, Ryan yeah. Smith gives away a scholarship, uh, like a full ride, four-year scholarship uh, to a student coming up, right? Yeah. If he were to do that as an RSL owner, and he did it for every goal that was scored by RSL throughout the season, would he give more scholarships away for the Jazz or for RSL? Jazz. By like... Twice? Wow, that's a good question, <laughs> actually. Yeah, the Jazz of what? How? I so think, I I think the they're record... up to forty-three wins now. Forty-four. How many goals did we score last year? That's what I'm saying. I think it was like 35, 40. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> dude, that's. A... I mean, you say you say you think like a scholarship for every single goal, and you think, oh wow, that's three scholarships a game potentially. That's a lot of scholarships. <laughs> Uh, not with, not with oh, this no. team, really. Twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five. Sorry? Well, if that's we do all we scored last year. Yeah. Well, how many games was that? 
22. So okay. I mean, so it was like one game. Sorry, that's, oh yeah, yes. One point a game. One goal a game and one point a game. <laughs> I mean like one Perfect. point zero, one point X yeah. per game. Oh yeah, yep. But we did, uh, we averaged exactly one point per game last year too. Lovely. Yes. Maybe he gives a scholarship um, away for every point that we earn. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, uh, oh, guess how many goals they scored? Cincinnati, not. Um, I'm going to say over RSLs. No, it's less than half of us. Oof. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, we're not that bad. There's no That's way the worst, the worst team in the league. No bad, way. Right? No. I, I hope not. No, I hope not. No, they anyway. did only play sixteen games. So I guess yeah. to be fair, it's not that much worse than us. How, wait, how many total did they score? Twelve. Twelve in sixteen games. Yeah, that's trash. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Anyway, I like his uh, scholarship initiative. I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's one of the coolest like owner of a sports team things going right now. And to do it when the team is like expected to do well. Yeah. Like it's one thing to do when you have a bad team. But when yeah, you have no, a good team. Could, I mean, he could easily give away 60 scholarships this year, 60 plus. And that's incredible. That's good work. Yeah. 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 I've got some. Yeah. Anyway. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah. For another day. It's it's fine. So the next. He's a billionaire, did, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's just kind of um, it's kind of comical to me in a way. But hey, it's it's cool. Um, it we the, did get some the philanthropy tax conversation. Well, yeah, but also just kind of like kind of like just like dangling scholarships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, you I, know, I, it's it's I know just, it kind of feels like a little bit of like playing games with people's lives, sort of. To me, it just gives off a weird vibe. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, it's yeah. I'm I'm glad that people are getting scholarships, though. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, I understand um, what you mean. I just think it's yeah. he's doing that, and no other owner in the league is doing that. No, totally. Yeah, he's, that's nice. But it's not. Yeah. The hey, best thing there's I have a lot bigger problems with a lot of other things, <laughs> and like that. I mean, the fact that education is as expensive as it is that like it requires yeah. an NBA team to win a game in order for the owner to give a scholarship to someone to pay to go to school is like just a just like a hilarious mousetrap sequence of events. It's it's just it's comical to me. But hey, anyway, we did get some good news today, though, <laughs> that we shouldn't that maybe we shouldn't talk about. No, we've we got some, no let's, we've let's got talk about it. Length. news. Okay, so we got some Just news try, today. Don't read the strike through text. The weirdest <laughs> article, like one of the funniest um, uh, translations I've seen, like that first report that we saw from Broadway.me, uh, which is apparently some sort of like German. What they looks very German. Um, but anyway, wrote this this uh, woman named Julia Menzi wrote, Bobby Wood leaves HSV immediately, moved to the U.S. And it says, sometimes you go faster than you think. When HSV professionals resume training on Tuesday afternoon after a two-day break, Bobby Wood won't be there. The American contract has been terminated. According to MOPO information, Wood is about to leave his Real Salt Lake home. Departure of Woods Lightning from HSV. Originally, the 28-year-old wanted to finish the season in, ha in Hamburg, then moved to MLS. Woods' contract expires in the summer, and his departure to Salt Lake City, parentheses, the capital of Utah, was already a deal-making deal. Now everything is going very fast. The contract termination will be announced on Tuesday. Wood is set to play Real Salt Lake next week. What is behind the change? A mixture of athletic and personal reasons. It's just like... Yeah, calls him Woods a bunch of times. Um, you know, Wood Wood has a chance to get his to know his new teammates early. First, though, he will support his wife DT, which this is spelled her name is spelled differently, who comes from Denmark in Copenhagen, who will soon give him a second daughter, Ella, after Ella, who's two years old. Then Woods wants to move to the United States. Um, and like one of the headers is in 2017, Wood became one of the top earning companies in HSV. Like. 
Yeah. With Wood's contract terminated, one of the costliest misunderstandings in HSV history has been resolved. So um, it is interesting because I just assume like most Germans speak like pretty decent English, especially ones that are writing articles online. Um, this feels so, uh, Google Translate to me or worse. You know, it, it totally does, which is interesting that like... Yeah, it's 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 like an English publication, but it's like clearly written by someone in Europe and she looks. Yeah. Anyway, it's just interesting article. But that was so um, Trent posted that in Slack at 7 a.m. And he was like questionable source. But this was on Reddit. And it was like, yeah, this is a questionable seeming source because this like it's just very yeah, strange. Sure. But then hamburger sv did end up tweeting like at seven or soon after that um that bobby wood was like his contract was actually being terminated <laughs> and then um that he was gonna go to rsl early which is what we were hoping for and kind of thinking was gonna happen yeah. a while ago um so that's good but then and ESPN put out a story saying that he would be with RSL for the opener, I believe their story said, um, or before he would be joining RSL before the season opener. Yeah. But then, uh, Real Salt Lake, uh, Matt Gashk in particular, but also like people like, um, Tom, uh, what's his face? Tom Hackett. Hackett. Yeah. Tom Hackett was like putting the kibosh on that as quickly as possible saying that like, Yes, he'll be joining earlier than expected, uh, but um, he's waiting for his wife to give birth in in uh, Copenhagen, and then then they'll be heading to the United States, I guess. Which, um, which was the plan enough. from the beginning, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he's going like to end up being here probably a month and a half sooner than we initially like. We're told with the July thing, right? Yeah, right. May. May. Um, but I mean, even in like the early reports of like, he's coming and when is he coming and trying to figure all that out, it was always pretty clear that like, they're having a baby in Europe. And then sometime after that is when they're coming. And now it's just like, oh, it's right after that. It's not. Oh my gosh. I almost asked why they would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's, (laughs) it's, it's a lot cheaper to have a baby in Denmark, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was that, like, that probably uh, makes up the difference of the terminated contract, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Depending on that, what his insurance situation is yeah. <laughs> having to come to the United States and get health insurance fun. But, um, Ugh. yeah, I want, I, I honestly wonder if that was part of the calculation because it's not like the baby wouldn't have, or like that kid wouldn't have a European passport having, um, a Danish mother, but hey, no, you know? but there might be because some European countries have like, I mean, most countries have some version of a naturalized citizen law, mm-hmm. but like some countries, in order to be a citizen of that country, you have to be born in that country. Interesting, yeah. So, like, if she was born out, and I don't know what it is in in Denmark, but perhaps if she was born outside of Denmark, then she couldn't be like a Danish citizen. She could probably yeah, still get like a passport, but I don't know. I'm guessing, but maybe there's some kind of citizenship rule that they also want to satisfy. Yeah, or it could just be that they like Copenhagen and they want to have their kid in Copenhagen, Dude, which is I also would. totally fine. Totally, do what you got to do. Totally, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get him early, and I guess that's that's a nice thing, right? Yeah, I'm very happy that he. We don't have to wait till July. I, from from last to first is my opinion. See see us in MLS Cup. Yeah, that's when our power rankings go you know, sky high, right? Yeah, MLS riders are scrambling in the riders room to redo all their power rankings because Robert the Bob Wood is he is coming sooner, guys, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I think Kyle Beckerman called today said he was a quote physical specimen. And then he'll fit in great. So uh, that's but good. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. No, yeah, I'll stuff up. no, I believe Kyle every time he talks. Um, I also believe uh, that in the Slack, which was something also funny, Nick put, he posted in there. I was just told we have to remember his wife's still not due until early May. He'll likely miss a few 
of the first matches minimum. And then Chance said, still earlier than July, and Nick said, definitely. I was just told, quote, tell your internet friends he won't be in Minnesota for the opener. I wonder who it was that <laughs> told Nick to say that. Uh, Probably one funny. of his Real Salt Lake FO colleagues. Somebody from the front office, maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. Anything else on Bobby Wood? I'm very happy that he's joining us earlier than expected. Yeah, I think it's nothing but a good thing. Um, now I'm curious, like, like what did something change to prompt Bobby Wood to give up that ex, you know the the last three months of his contract money? Because um, you know that's it's not insignificant. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't it, have done it. it. I would have taken the money, but I'm uh, never going to make you know four million dollars a year. So yeah. Until we have massive inflation, I guess. Yeah. We should all root for, I think. So that Matt <laughs> can make so. $4 million a year. I just, I've always wanted to say I'm a millionaire, whatever it takes, really. Yeah. No, I, to be honest, like, to be completely, frankly honest, Matt, I don't care why his contract got terminated early. Like, I'm sure there's some story behind it, but. Yeah, I want to know I that story. can't imagine it's interesting to me at all as an RSL fan. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll read his memoir someday. Yeah. Same. Maybe when he gets into town, that can be the first question we ask him. Hey, Bobby, why'd you cancel your hamburger contract early? And then just stay there for two months. <laughs> just curious. Thanks. Take my answer off the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. Wait, what's next? Hang on. Oh, yeah, we should move on. Uh, one. So this person shares a name with oh. one of our podcast hosts. Oh, no. What? And it's not Trevor Noah. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it's Kyle Beckerman. That's oh, right. So the close. new head coach of the men's soccer program at Utah Valley University. <sighs> Go Wolverines. Well, that's pretty All good. Right. Thanks. Okay, so serious question. Did either of you have to look that up to know that it was Wolverines no. before this? Or did no. you just say like, that? I went to UVU, dude. Did you oh, really? Did you? I did, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was a weird that. time in my life. I get it. A very weird time in my life. Uh maybe I'll maybe next social hour I'll tell I'll tell a story from one of my one of the uh very strange events that took place. But um yeah, did you guys? So I did not see this coming at all, which um, I kind of like. I and I think this is I think this yeah. is cool for him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's real. I think it's great. Like his brother is a the men's wrestling coach, or you know, oh really? He's over the wrestling program at uh, Brown University. Oh, at Brown. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so yeah i I did not see this coming, but like. Um, I know people were like, oh, this seems like, uh, like low, like a low bar for him. And I'm like, no, why? It's, it's weird. There's an assumption that pro athletes can just like walk into any like MLS coaching job or something like that. Like maybe an assistant yeah. or something like that, but like uh, him being the head coach of a college program and like a pretty decent one too is like, yeah, they're I, division one, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. pretty, I don't know. That's like. If anything, the bot, that's a pretty high bar for him. And uh, yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets to take like a mentorship role and it, it is, it's always seemed like that's something he takes some value in, right? Yeah. yeah and he, yeah. I was going to say in interviews when people were asking him about like post-retirement plans, he mentioned at times wanting to coach like teenage, high school, college age level kids. So it seemed yeah. like this is right in his wheelhouse and kind of exactly what he was planning on doing totally. not necessarily like at uvu but yeah but it's a great opportunity be, and it fits yeah. it'd be cool to go play for kyle beckerman like yeah. he played in a world cup like it, it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I think that's one of yeah. the iconic american soccer players right yeah. that's right yeah just and ask men and blazers <laughs> uvu has been it hasn't in the past couple of years, but in the past, it's been not an uncommon landing place for RSL Academy kids that are going to college. Yeah. Yeah. There's been several of them that have gone through it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Uh, good for Kyle. I like that a lot. I think that's a perfect, like if he wants to be an MLS coach at some point, I mean, coaching D1 soccer is certainly not a bad place to start first year out of retirement. So, and even if he doesn't like coaching D1 soccer in itself is good enough. I mean, like, he's, totally. I feel like he's accomplished enough in his playing career that like his legacy is, it is what it is. And if he just ends up being a college coach for the next 20 years, yeah, like, and gets to take great. like a decent chunk of the year off to just fly fish or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. like down yeah. the street from his job is one of his favorite fly fishing spots. So, I think we found the real reason he took the job. Then that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> everything about this fits. <laughs> like, I didn't know Provo had any natural bodies of water. I thought it was just a dry, desolate place I should avoid at all costs. Matt, it is. Just come kidding. on. Mm-hmm. it's pretty no, for real the Provo River is like one it's not like the biggest and best but it's one of the like people come from all over to fish that I river can't believe that Trevor didn't mention his rafting trip and fishing trip I that did, he was on this I? last weekend I was gonna I just saw you post you guys... that picture of that incredible fish that you caught it looked beautiful you caught oh, it was gorgeous. Fish? yeah I posted it on Twitter it looked like he caught in a beautiful it, was it a rainbow trout it looked, it looked like a yeah. rainbow yeah that's pretty much all we were um catching up there they in we went to the green river i did a drift boat guided drift boat thing uh with my dad on thursday and yeah, no it was awesome. a blast it was great i caught some bunch of rainbows we tried to catch there's like a section of the river that has some really big brown trout apparently but mm. it, it's just like too early in the season is what i'm told that they're just not really easy to catch right now but no it was a blast and yeah i I, oh yeah, that's right. I posted it on my alternate Twitter account. Uh-oh. I was going to put it in Slack for you guys so I could show you as I was telling you, but then I think I forgot or we moved on or something during, so I don't remember. But anyway, fly fishing rules. Go fly fishing, everybody. And Provo River is a great place to do it. Did you catch any flies or what? Is that how it works? No, it's not how it no. works. You, you use flies in a the fish bite it. The fly oh. is the bait. Should For we call it fly, fly bait fishing? No. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. I'm going right. to request an interview with Kyle Beckerman and call <laughs> it fly like, bait fishing. Where's your favorite? <laughs> do, you, do you fly bait fish on the upper Provo or? Yeah. So I good for Kyle. Dog dare you to say that. This does look like a fun trip though, Trevor. I'm glad. Yeah, you it looked time. beautiful. Yeah, no, it like so, Green River just like as a place to be on a boat floating down a river, phenomenal. Just a gorgeous place to be. But also yeah. fishing is great. It's good to know. Recommend. Um, so last week we had uh some news that was teased out by oh, like we, we haven't heard it all from John Kimball, the interim president of Real Salt Lake. Um and at all, right? Like, like zero. And all of a sudden, uh, Spence Checkett's announces on Twitter, got some breaking news that we're going to break on my show in like six hours from now. So everyone get hyped for my radio show that you can listen to in six hours on whatever radio station he's on now. Um, and Don't like Anson owned ESPN 700. Yeah. Okay. So still ESPN 700, which is... Uh, yeah cool um and so tune in for this breaking news that only i have and i have an exclusive interview with john kimball who's going to break the breaking news on my breaking news program and uh so people were like what is this like this is very strange um we've been waiting to hear about ownership that's like the thing under on everyone's mind Yep. And that was the first thing that people thought of, obviously, because that's what we've all been waiting to hear from. Um, but then as like we got closer, it's like, OK, so it's being announced on Spence Checkett's show. It's John Kimball. Like it's OK, it's probably not going to be ownership. And then people started thinking it's going to be about attendance, isn't it? And sure enough, it was an announcement about the attendance and how you could buy tickets to so it was a commercial for tickets the yeah. breaking yeah. news yeah so um, it's funny though um so seattle opened up what like seven thousand seats i think yeah um, which is they have like thirty thousand season ticket holders or something 
um, and it's been a real hassle getting tickets. Um, oh, meanwhile, yeah, they, like, it's, they like crashed their system, didn't they? Uh, they were using Ticketmaster, so they didn't really crash it, but there are already people like scalping tickets, and oh, which I course. guess is a terrible phrase. We should rethink that one. <laughs> anyway, um, and meanwhile, we've got this 10,000 seat cap, and uh, I. I'm not 100% convinced they'll hit it uh, by the start of the season. No, I think once the season starts, I think in that week leading up, they'll probably hit roughly 10,000. But they're not dealing with a rush. So it's uh, it's interesting. It used to be we had over 10,000 season ticket holders, but I'm guessing it's quite a bit lower than that now. Oh, yeah. And no, obviously, it, it, sure pre-pandemic, that was the case. No, I think they lost um, – I don't have any numbers or facts to back this up. But if I had to guess, around the time of Deloitte becoming who he was publicly, publicly. I, think, I think the team probably lost uh, like 50% of season ticket holders, like comfortably. Really? And I think – I mean, that's like I said, that's a guess. That's not based on any anything. But – I'll bet they lost like between 30, like a third and a half, I think is not an unreasonable guess. And I think at the time they had give or take between 10 and 12,000 season ticket holders at the time. So yeah, I'd be really curious what the actual numbers are now. I wish we could, wish we had Andy Carroll's phone number (laughs) and ask him. I've got somebody I can text real quick. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so ten thousand at the home op- the home opener, and uh, yeah, we should. And I'm planning on being there. So, yeah, I suspect I will be too. Oh, speaking of, I might be there. I've got to answer an email first, but I might be there. Oh, oh it's Labor Day. Wait, what's, what? what's Labor Day? The game is Labor Day? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Labor Day in Ukraine. Oh, <laughs> I forget sometimes that I have Ukrainian holidays on my calendar. Because oh. I work with a bunch of Ukrainians. So. Matt, Matt works <laughs> with like, Ukrainians. I, yeah. I was like, wow, right. you can't. I mean, I know they say don't wear white after Labor Day, but that seems like a really slim like period of time. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's also May Day. They always say don't wear white between Labor Days. The, the American one and the Ukrainian one, that is. Yeah. The two Labor Days that exist. That's right. And then the day following is uh, Orthodox Easter. All At right. least in That's like good Ukrainian Orthodox. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, well, is this episode going to kind of peter out? I think, well, let's see. I mean... I th- Ooh, boy, there's so much to think Is about. You know, there's so much to contemplate. To say, hang on. No, yeah, okay. No, all the interesting stuff's going to be next week. That's right. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about next week, like a game, like previewing like a, game. a game, like a game preview, previewing a match preview, game? as they say. But we yeah. are honoring our commitment to be recording weekly, though. So. For put us under the gun there weekly ish for the most part yeah so this yeah. is we're doing we're doing great so far take that rival pod yeah the, who doesn't um, record weekly do they they just they kidding, do they right? no yeah. they usually do but it should be pointed out that they didn't like they just released mm. an episode but the week before that i don't think they did oh so we we took their gap week and i yeah and capitalized on it Maybe i really hope they're playing i really hope they're playing pickup this weekend they are they like i said they said it on their episode they're planning on it was it that jeez oh, now i'm an idiot I'm i think it was this weekend slack. they said i mean we could definitely just ask them i will <laughs> we all have access to each other's communication paths yeah we can figure true. it out well um should we uh, call time on this episode? And Let's call time on this episode. We'll, we'll have some interesting, exciting stuff for you guys next week. But for now, how do you say goodbye in French? Her, how uh, about Ukrainian? Bonjour. Uh, uh, no, that's not. That's Papa not is uh, like a, a slangy goodbye in Ukrainian. Is it a Dasvidaniya or is that too Russian? 
It's probably too Russian. Um, I do know uh, one other phrase in Ukrainian, if you guys want to know it. Let's hear it. It's uh, Budzdorova, which is like, bless you. Interesting. So sneezes. I also know that That's one beautiful. in, in uh, German. That's elegant. That's elegant yeah. and beautiful. Do you know what yeah. the word in German like literally translates to? Good health. So, no, just health. Like if you yeah. go to health class, oh, yeah. it's Gesundheit. Like that's health class. Yeah. That's Amazing. Of, it's just health. That's what the word means. Well, on that note, it's been a beautiful experience with you all. Au, au revoir. Au revoir. Oh, dang it. I was going to say au revoir. Bye, Trevor. Good morning, guys.